Ladies oh. and gentlemen, yes, your eyes do not deceive you. Or your ears. We are here with, or ears, if you're just listening, that's cool too. Uh, but if you're viewing this video, um, yeah, we're here. Facial hair and no haircut club. Seriously. Pop Nut Soda, back in action. Been, uh, been a minute. Uh, we, uh, we took a little time out, you know, during, uh, during all this craziness. A little um, pandemic siesta. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like a lot to talk about that we, uh, you know, necessarily like to focus on. Kind of a bummer all around for, uh, for a good amount of time. Uh, but here we are, somehow, some way, football is, uh, is happening. Thank God. In a, in I a mean, weeks. it's like, it's nice that it's happening, but should it really? To me, it's like, to me, it's like watching a ship sail off the dock that you think may not make it to its destination. You know? All right. I view it as a fight <laughs> in high school, right? It's like, you know, shouldn't happen. Probably clear heads could have prevailed, but you see someone get knocked out and you're like, God damn, that was, that was fun to watch. Yeah, I'm glad I was here watching this. Yeah, yeah. glad I got to see it. Uh. <laughs> I know. It, and it, it is also interesting that even though this may be, I think, our fifth fantasy football special, this is the first time that Brett is uh, crashing the party. I am flattered that I am welcome to this. I've heard, I've heard good things yourself. about it every yeah, year. We, we didn't necessarily extend an invite. <laughs> I forced my way into it, listeners, everybody. I was insisting, insistent upon this, and uh, yeah, you guys well, were kind enough to let me I think the qualifications in, so. are that you've won a fantasy football league before, right? So, Brian, you've won fantasy football leagues, right? I have. I actually won two uh, last season, which okay. uh, was why my name, two-time champ, is I, th- is I think I've team. gone like six or seven years in a row at least winning one of the leagues that I'm participating in. Nice, Brett, nice. Brett, Brett, have you won a, f- a fantasy football championship? Uh, 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 I will, I will plead the fifth on that one. Okay, <laughs> I have, I have, <laughs> I've placed, I've placed third, I think twice, second once, never taken. So never a, uh, the try was never a bride, fight. always a bridesmaid. Yep, exactly, exactly. Okay. But this year though, COVID man, everything's everything's it's going crazy. Year. My my right. doing this could be the year man yeah and just take notes right like you're gonna learn all you need to know right from here. this podcast yeah right have exactly you, brett have you ever listened to brian and i when we do these episodes i have and in fact i think i usually write the cheat sheets down and about two page like two picks into the draft i'm ripping my pages up from the tips away. that you guys sent me because it's like well how they said it was gonna go is how it's going and now i don't know who to pick I will say, though, I think the other reason why, Brett, you haven't been on is because both Brian and I compete in fantasy football leagues against you. Yeah, yeah, that's another reason, too. Brian and I, we have no shared competition. So, you know, we are just two gentlemen uh, sharing trade secrets with each other. Yeah, and I'm, I'm exactly. competing against both of you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like the Marty Janetti of the group. You don't want uh, – so <laughs> you're going to get drunk and con- uh, basically confess to murdering a dude. Yeah, ex- exactly, okay, exactly. All right, it's a deep great. cut right there, Dan. Uh, you know, I mean, deep cut. It happened like two weeks ago. Ah, uh-huh, shit. <laughs> but yes, you're here. It's the fantasy football special. I'm stoked. For 2020. It's gonna be a weird season. Uh, I think it's already shaping up to be a weird season. The fact that it's August 29th, in which we're recording this, 
and not a single preseason game has been played. Yep. Yeah. I told my roommate uh, yesterday that I have a draft after this podcast recording, and he thought it was really early. And I told him that the season starts in less than two weeks. <laughs> it, it snuck up on everybody, I think, this year, because everybody was, like, doubting that it was going to happen. I think everybody, real, like, was so focused on the crap show that baseball was trying to figure out Ugh. that then football came, and it was like, oh, I forgot there's a fall sport. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think, too, with so many colleges – and conferences like canceling the football season i think a lot of people probably thought maybe the nfl would follow suit but uh no definitely not <laughs> nothing's and gonna stop the nfl from trying to use their players that to money make train does not make a stop that's not on the destination so uh so yeah they're they're full steam ahead and we'll, we'll see how uh, i mean hey let's make no mistake this this commissioner has a has an a very high track record of always making the responsible decision. Absolutely. Especially when it comes Absolutely. to players and safety. Oh, Player yeah, safety, yeah. just concussions, taking that really seriously. Yeah. Really provides the health care that <laughs> former players need. I mean, don't you know that football players never get injured or safe? It just doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and if we're looking at it, right, the MLB has had multiple, multiple games and series postponed in a very short season. And yep. their testing rate has been about 0.02% positive. That has still forced them to postpone games. The NFL, throughout summer workouts um, and practices, has had a 0.08 positive percent rating. So four times the amount of baseball. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see – because you can't really – I think it's harder to postpone an NFL game than it is to postpone a Major League Baseball game. I mean, the, the, I think the proof is in the pudding when the Cardinals have such an outbreak and they didn't play for about a month yeah. or like three weeks and stuff. Like, can you yeah. imagine a team losing two weeks of football games? I mean, what are you going to do? Triple headers, double yeah, headers? You Could you imagine seeing double a double headers header in football? Yeah, that would be exactly. nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So – and then what does that happen? What if it's only one team that's got the positive cases, right? Does that mean it's a forfeit for the other team? Like, do they, like, right. why do they get punished? Does the league go on if it's just, right, one outbreak on one team? Yeah. 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 All yeah. very good questions, and we will see. Hey, what does that mean for fantasy <laughs> football? Tell. Nobody knows what the fuck that means for fantasy football. Right. I mean, it's going to be nuts this year. It's Fury Road. That's I will say, I mean. though, admittedly, and I say this in every podcast, to me, this is the best part about fantasy so as long as we're drafting, it's all good. That's all I really, <laughs> oh, all I really I mean, care about. The wins are nice, whatever, but the draft is what I get juiced about. Yeah, yeah. and so before we get into Brian, that. Brian is like Charlie Murphy gearing up for a skit. If you've ever seen that thing with Dave Chappelle, he gets all like antsy and just like. He's shaking. Right before they call action, drafted. man. He's, He's shaking. In the player hate mobile. The time machine. Uh. All right, but before we get into this and we talk about the draft and, and who we think is going to go and where and what sleepers and our hot takes and the, the vital information for everyone's fantasy football lives that they come to this special episode for, the question I want to pose to you two is how many games throughout this season do we actually make it? For me, I'll go first. Okay. I think we <laughs> probably get – no, sorry. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Go, go for it, it, Brett. Go for it. Sorry about that. Hey, I'll make it. I'll make it short. I think we get through twelve games. All right, twelve oh, games. Oh, twelve. 12 wow. Games. Yeah. 
Okay. But do the playoffs happen in those 12 games? Do they no, cut it I, short and go to playoffs or they're just like, fuck it? I think what happens is there will be, yeah, there is a rapid adapt, adapting, you know, come fall and they're going to, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Put the pedal to the metal for the playoffs. Try to figure that out. Rewrite them and get them going. Okay. Uh, I'm going five is my over-under. Well, like, so four and a half would be my over-under. Uh, I think at that point, we're going to have seen some outbreaks that are going to cause some, like, scheduling delays. And then at that point, I think they're just going to they're gonna have to scrap it. I mean, no matter where, like, a significant outbreak happens, right, if, like, multiple teams can't play, I think just the logistics of trying to figure out the scheduling – in a 16 game season is just going to be like too much, but I'm going to say like, yeah, five ish. All right. All right. Yeah. Fair. Dan, what are you thinking? So because I feel like the executives and the owners in the NFL uh, have the least amount of souls than any other professional sports league, I think they will push through Damn, and most teams season. will play a full season. Ooh. However, the teams that are nowhere near playoff contention. And if they start, if there starts to be outbreaks, the NFL will try to pull towards a bubble towards the playoffs. And that's how they'll look at it. And they may just shave the bottom half. Like if we get to like week eight, week 10, and there's some teams that are like one in seven, you know, like the New York giants um, that they'll just leave them behind and right. say like your season's over and they'll just try and work in a bubble. There may be a couple weeks off, but they'll try and come back and try and get through so that they can still make money. You're like um, outrunning the Reaper. <laughs> basically. And I think it's going to be very much what the South and the SEC and the ACC is looking to do with college football. God forbid science ever comes into play <laughs> when money and football happen because that's what they want. And so I really do think that Young that's what we're going to see be because fine. it's just that's what I think we'll get. Because, you know, players still want to play. Players still want to get paid. And the fact is the NFL positions a lot of the players that where they don't make enough money unless they play and that they need that money. So um, the really random side note, SEC is coming back for college football? So, yeah, because they're looking to play outside of the NCAA. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah, so uh, – Because there wouldn't be a championship anyway. The NCAA already said that with yep. – um, a couple of the conferences already. And man, I'm sure those out. players are really, really hurting for that money that they get every year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's my prediction. I think we actually will get through a whole season, but I think teams are going to fall. I think you're going to have St. Louis Cardinals where they're going to miss two to three games because of an outbreak. And that, that team season will be over. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that mean for your fantasy players? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the huge thing is like, we were talking about it before we recorded, but like, what are, what's the general rule that you're kind of seeing across the leagues to adapt to like a more, more waiver line, like an extension of the waiver lines or like, how are leagues adapting to this? Every so year? for the league that I'm the commissioner of, I added one extra IR position. Okay. I added one extra bench spot and then I took off the cap for uh, weekly uh, roster moves. Okay. Okay. Because there Who could be, you know, because if you could pick a team, right, that has a lot of offensive weapons, you'll have three players. Maybe it's the Kansas City Chiefs. And if that team's game is postponed, 
you're going to have to try and replace three players. Well, and I think about this a lot too, is like, I think everybody in, in mind you, I've been in the same mindset too, is I just think about the team that has the COVID outbreak, but the game will postpone for the other half of the team that's competing against that. So yep. there are two teams that are out. And I think a lot of people are going, Oh yeah, that would suck, man. If, if my team goes positive, it's like, well, no, a game won't happen with the team they're playing against too. And that's going to have yeah. a, like double the impact. I'm playing fantasy baseball right now and it's fucking crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> like every day I get a, I get a new notification. Oh, this game has been postponed. Yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah. But this recently this week, Thankfully, it hasn't been because of COVID. Reason. It, it's because of them striking from you know sports because sports are a reward for a functioning society, and they've been protesting yeah. the murder of you know unfortunate people at the hands of the police. So uh, it's going to be crazy. Um, I think I don't look forward to being a commissioner this year because I think it's going <laughs> to require a lot of attention to the teams and the rosters and trying to help managers made sure that because i don't think the the fantasy systems are set up at least what i've seen in baseball to correctly classify a postponed game as a covid game where you could actually throw that player on your ir um so there's going to be a lot of league management happening where i may actually look into appointing someone as a co-commissioner just to help me if i'm not available to make these moves for the rest of the league yeah yeah right or like, what point do you just fucking call it off because it's too much of a pain? Yeah, there's ass, just right? too many variables that have been thrown. Where like in the half bag. the league has, yeah, like their you know top players that aren't playing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's going to be a hard thing. That's going to be a real hard thing when the number one draft pick. I mean, it's going to happen. Is the number one draft pick for somebody will be inevitably affected because of a COVID outbreak? Yeah, it will happen, and then it'll be like, why am I even playing this season? Right. And, you know, we can pontificate all day long, which is what we do best. Yeah. Uh, That's why people come to listen to us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, let's uh, Let's put our hands together and pray. So here we go. Brian, you're on the clock. We're off. You've got the first overall pitch. Is it a no-brainer? To me, it is. Uh, This year, it's Christian McCaffrey. I I can't really understand any argument for another player uh head and shoulders best player in the league fantasy wise fantasy wise uh last year uh and again this year you know running back is the most scarce position in fantasy football so if you have that number one pick i think he uh yeah he's the guy to go with i mean i think i think you're right especially with losing cam newton for good because now he is a new england patriot of all places uh it's, it has cleared the pathway for any fantasy points that was left to go anywhere else other than Christian McCaffrey on that team to just be taken by Christian. Yeah. Yep. I think I steer away from, I mean, if you're asking me about the first round, I'm steering away from anybody that's in, like, I think there are three New Orleans that are in the top 12, New Orleans Saints in the top 12 of the PPR rankings. Any outbreak happens all gone so i'm steering clear of the saints when it comes to the first round so you would not be taking uh i mean i'm not going to take alvin kamara would probably yeah. be the only guy you'd consider taking that high yeah. kamara yeah. and i michael, michael thomas michael thomas yeah. is ranked pretty high but i mean, I mean I, in ppr league he he does catch the most balls so he does yeah especially a full point ppr league yeah but i mean uh, more than ever this year i'm going to make sure that i pick players that are not on the same team <laughs> Oh, they're not on the same team. Yeah. yeah, I th- yeah, And that's a strategy, right? Like, do you try and branch out 
and made sure that you're diversifying your teams that your players represent? Or do Wu-Tang you think, Financial, diversify you, your yeah. funds. Or do you think that it, is it safer to pick a few players from just a few teams and hope that those few teams avoid any outbreaks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's up to you. Who and are you thinking about? Who goes so first for you? I, you know, between, you know, it's like Saquon because now you've got the quarterback who's a sophomore. You got a new head coach. Uh, hopefully, you know, without the preseason, Saquon is coming back from an injury. But he did get off to a late start. He had 90 injuries all last year. Christian McCaffrey somehow has avoided missing a significant amount of time throughout these few years. And I think if it is PPR, it is a no-brainer. Christian McCaffrey leads ahead of Saquon and Kamara. Um, even now, I would say in a standard league, no PPR, I still think you take McCaffrey just because of the receiving yards, the rushing yards, and, and the, the touchdowns. touchdowns. Like, I don't yeah. know who else is going to get touchdowns on that team. And there really isn't a second bat to take carries or touchdowns. You know, no vulturing for McCaffrey. Make no mistake, he's, he's the main – he's the crutch of that entire offense. Which is rare year. when we talk about backfields in the NFL. You know, usually it is a little hard because you've got a, a committee and that they're going to split up those goal line touches and those plays within the 20 in the red zone to get into – you know, to get that TD. And sometimes it you get vultured, you know. It's tough being a, a Green Bay fan and you want to pick the running back when they had three last year that they could rush with. And, Every other game, it was like, who am I going to play at running back between, you know, the the committee because you never know who was going to go off, get the touches, who was going to be healthy. Um, so I wouldn't even mess around with that. I would take McCaffrey and be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. But I think, especially in some leagues where you have some players who who don't know the strategy behind drafting, who may overreact, that we're going to see quarterbacks go – earlier than ever before yeah yeah but at the same time i don't know if it's necessarily the worst idea this year no i mean because my my opinion is that is your anchor of your offense is your quarterback if i'm if i'm picking a team every week and i look at it and i know that i'm going with my second second rate quarterback like my confidence in winning that game immediately drops to half and I think more and more if you're thinking your quarterback is going to be affected from any of the shit on here it's yeah you you bank them man and you you get them early yeah and you probably grab them in a state that's probably not trying to open up businesses too early is that weird that I'm literally thinking about that no I think you have to think regionally yeah, like, like I'm I like, don't know if I want players from Florida like what are the yeah. like? I'm like, what are the bit like? Texas. What are the, you know? What are the or laws? Georgia? Yeah, social distancing laws, you know, and crap like that. It's Tennessee. It's weird that that is coming into an account. I've seen those Nashville bars. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, Tennessee Titans. I'm staying away from them. Yeah, I don't know. Derek I mean, with Henry. with quarterbacks, uh, you know, you have the two top dogs, and then everybody else. It's like if you know when guys when people take quarterbacks early, and like a guy like Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. You, you can't really, like, shake your head at that. You're like, okay. I mean, those guys are far and away the two top scorers. Uh, and then especially if you play in leagues that, you know, have six points for passing touchdowns, yeah. right, versus four points, like Patrick Mahomes, I mean, is going to take you to the promised land. 
more times than not, uh, you know, Lamar obviously having the MVP season and doing what he did. He does it on the ground as well as uh, throwing it. Uh, you know, hopefully he can keep doing that and, you know, doesn't get hurt. Uh, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't continue that. They had the number one offense last year and, you know, they're probably a little bit better this year. Well, this is the um, thing too, right? Like if you find yourself in like the mid first round, is it a reach to, to look at what's gone? off the board, the top running backs. Say Michael Thomas is gone. Uh, Tyreek Hill's gone. So you're like at seven. Do you reach for Mahomes at that point? Do you reach for Lamar Jackson, Brian? Or are you going to kind of stick with the traditionalist, take the best skill position player, and you know look for a quarterback that's good, not a, maybe great, not elite, you know, top five, top six quarterback, in the third or fourth round or the fifth round. That's still early sometimes for me. Yeah. I, I traditionally like to take a quarterback because I know I can get value in that position in like seven or eight or maybe the sixth round. But this year, I also think that the person they're going to protect the most from a COVID infection is the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, my strategy has always been if you can get a tier, if you can get a tier one running back, no question, take him. So, like, if you're in the top four or five picks, I would always go running back. When you get to, like, that six to ten, that's where things can get a little bit interesting with quarterbacks or wide receivers. So, like, I could definitely see Michael Thomas going. You know, if you think, like, Julio or, uh, you know, Hopkins is going to have, like, a huge year and you're in a full-point PPR league, you know, you want to pull the trigger. Like, I'm not mad at that. Um, but, you know, I would always go running back even if you're sliding into that tier two. So like your Derrick Henry's, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, you might even consider a tier one running back. Um, but, you know, Josh yeah. Jacobs, like Miles Sanders, uh, you know, guys are just going to get the rock all day long that are going to catch a few balls out of the backfield as well. Uh, and then like, you know, come second round on the swing, you know, maybe you'd reach quarterback. Or if you're in like that 11 to 12 slot and you got two picks real quick and then you're, you know, on the bench for a while – you want to take a reach and go quarterback there. Um, I think that could be a good pull, but, um, but yeah, I'm usually focused on running back first round pick. All right, boys. I think this is the first time we've ever done this on the podcast, but I do have a draft that starts in 24 minutes. The room just opened. So we're uh, going to see what pick I have. Let's Ooh, do it. Okay. And maybe we get some real time advice on who Dan <laughs> takes in the first round. Yeah. I know and my big money league, uh, my, our pick released, I got six. So and I am, to a point too, I am and, what and, I just said. I am pick seven. See, and this right? league, okay. this league is a six-point passing TD league. Okay. This and I am the I am the reigning champion. And last year, I, my quarterback was Lamar Jackson, who I took in the eleventh round. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So when we talk about like reaching. If we're looking at the, the stats right now, at seven, it's telling me Devontae Adams, uh, Edwards, Hilaire, which is – I think that's crazy. The rookie, that far high. Uh, Derrick Henry. Those are what I'm looking at right there. What do we think? Do I reach for a quarterback in a six-point passing touchdown See, lead? 
I mean, who I knows? Mean, I literally I, just told you what I would do. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Brian's Brian's given his his advice. What's wh- here? Here brings up another question: Is what is the worst drafting position that you can have in the draft? Like, what do you guys believe is the Honestly, worst drafting I, position? I, I oh, hate eight, nine, twelve like, man eight, nine, lead. Ten. Yeah, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, eight, nine, I would ten. even say I would even say seven to ten. Seven to ten in a yeah. twelve man lead. Yeah, I get really messed up on like five and six because to me, when I think about five and like fifth and six point picks. Like I'm not getting to pick again for another 12 or another 14 picks. And I have to like, I really, really crap the bed stressing out about that first pick. Cause I know it's not going to come around for a while. And I'm sure a lot of people do that where it's just like, I, I don't know how, especially this year too, where you're like, I don't even know if quarterbacks are going to get plucked before I'm gone. And like those, anything outside of the first four are really, really, really well, I think there's something year. to say the thing about the fact that if you're five, right, you have a top five player. That's what you have to make sure you do. If you use it to your you advantage. Don't, you don't want to hey, reach. ask me about how I, I draft every year. I know. But you don't want to reach when you're in the top five. Take a top five player. Okay. Um, so because quarterbacks. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Like, take a top five quarterback. <laughs> like, take, take a top five player. When you're in sixth, you're hoping somebody in that top five reaches. Yeah. Yeah, because because I understand it, but I I, I I would either prefer a top five or I want that eleven or twelve. Yeah. I like the back to back. It's yeah. a it's easier to the craft a strategy when you're looking because you're like, all right, this is what's falling to me. I'm gonna go here here, and yep. then you can kind of craft like, all right, I've got these two positions now. What am I looking at? Um, but I think we've covered the first round, so let's talk about who do we think people are going to sleep on that we're picking up? You know, my favorite talk about them sleepers. Yeah. Well, I, I think this year in it uh, at a position that is always slim, I think you actually have a few guys that you can uh, wait for take late uh, that will definitely produce for you. And that's tight end. So there's a couple guys uh, that are, you know, ranked pretty low that I think you can take late. Uh, I know we talked about trying to avoid some of the Southern states, whatever, right? Uh, but Janu Smith on Tennessee, uh, he had a big, uh, you know, coming out party at the end of the season. Young kids, so he's definitely going to develop. Uh, I think he's going to be solid. Hayden Hurst on the Falcons, uh, he, I think, is getting talked about a little bit, but uh, they're basically having he like he's going to take in every in every play type of role with them. Uh, they always feed their tight ends on the Falcons. Like Austin Hooper finished in like the top five mm-hmm. last year, right? Uh, nobody ever thinks about him. Uh, I really like Darren Waller uh, on the Raiders. I mean, he's not necessarily yeah. like a sleeper, but you know, he's, he's solid. Going, but he's going, you know, behind. You know, obviously, like Kelsey and, and Kittle, they're gone, but. You know, he's going behind Andrews and Ertz and, you know, even a couple other guys. Uh, he had a huge year last year, and I think he's just going to develop. So, yeah, I think tight end, you know, notoriously thin, there's, like, some good uh, some good young talent you can pluck out there. I feel you. I am, I, I'm going – my sleeper pick is from the team that has no name. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Washington football team. Yep. And uh, Steven Sims at wide receiver. I think he – had a minimum chance to play last year, but when he did, he scored. And I don't think there's a lot of – there's a lot of open opportunity 
for fantasy scoring in Washington, especially they're now super thin at running back uh, because uh, Greece is going to jail. Um, so Adrian Peterson's 40 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's still a monster, but he is 40. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I would take, you know, I like Sims a lot. I think he is one of those wide receivers that I think gets the look over that people made because it's been such a long year. My memory, I can say, is not great to last football season. Uh, so I think that's somebody that people may have forgotten about. Uh, and then, uh, you know, sticking with the wide receiver spot, somebody that I think has the opportunity that I picked up last year just because there was a, a rat, like there was a merry-go-round in Green Bay at wide receiver because they couldn't keep anybody healthy. But Alan Lazard, I think he's a great slot receiver, and I think yeah. he's going to pick up a lot of those PPR points. So in a full-point PPR league, I think he's a great late pick uh, because – Rodgers is going to feed him um, because you've got Devontae Adams taking a lot of the attention away. So I think they'll, they'll look to give him the ball too. And I like Lazard because he gets put into a lot of screen plays where they're throwing the ball wide out. He also gets a lot of touches on end rounds too. So he's involved in more than just, you know, taking the slot routes. Um, so those are my two wide receiver sleepers. Brett, you best not draft any of these fools next week. Hey, man. I'm gonna, I'm, I literally took notes, and I'm going to take every single one of those guys. Along with that, I have I don't really have a sleeper, but I have like a – I would, Mayfield. I would, I would deem it like a, a passed out more. Um, but I, I really think uh, Phillip Rivers. I'm looking at him, Indianapolis, next year. I, I think that guy may have needed a new city to end his career with. And, yeah, I think he'll be a solid quarterback. I don't. I think in Indy's offense has a lot of potential for him. I think yeah. he's actually. I think what it comes down to is can that offensive line protect him? Yeah, I mean he's he's getting older. Obviously, he's never he been couldn't good move at ten years ago. Yeah, and so I don't think he can move any better now. Yeah, but um, I, I think he'll. I think he'll have a good good season this year, and I think he'll be a late quarterback that a lot of people will go. Oh wait, he's no longer playing on the Chargers. Eh, I don't know. And it's like, well, no, pick him up then. So, the, as we move from sleepers, is there anyone you're staying away from? Yes, definitely. Um, I, I know I you know, just planted my flag and preached running backs, right, which I definitely will and continue to do um, because I think this year especially, right, like you can load up on running backs early, wait to take wide receivers unless you're getting one of those, you know, like top-tier guys. Uh, but running backs that are in like that, we kind of touched on it earlier, you know, that timeshare or like split situation, or if they just have like a, a stud behind them, right? Uh, so, for example, uh, Drake in Arizona, right? Yeah. Came on from Miami, like had that blowout, you know, second half of the year, however long he was with the Cardinals. Um, he's going real high. But right behind him is this dude, Chase Edwards, who equally anytime that he was in the game – uh, would, you know, do his thing, score a lot of points. Uh, and so I just, like, am trying to avoid those types of situations, like Nick Chubb, too, with Kareem Hunt, you know, who is not suspended this year, so I could play from day one uh, right behind him. Uh, you know, just little scenarios like that. Uh, I would, you know, definitely avoid those guys in the early rounds. I've got an interesting one that I think I'm going to avoid this year. And you guys correct me if if I'm wrong on this, but – I'm going to avoid Tom Brady this year. 
um, just because I don't know how that relationship is going to work in Tampa. I mean, he, that guy was the golden child in New England and could get, get whatever he wanted. You know, he asked for this, he gets it. I don't know when it comes to execution. Like, knowing the guy, he's smart enough, he's probably checked off all the boxes before he made this decision. But I think when it comes to execution, once the season is going, I'm a little concerned at Tom Brady and how he works with the Buccaneers. I mean, he's got Gronk, but yeah, I think it's just it's going to be an interesting thing being a, under a different organization. He's got a ton of wide receivers out there. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's got air, air to throw for days. but I'll tell you. I'm sticking with I'm sticking with the quarterback Brett of who I'm staying away from. Uh, that's Carson Wentz, and <laughs> I'm staying away from Carson Wentz because his O line is depleted. They just lost two, and he's already got glass for bones, and so uh, I, they can't protect him. It doesn't matter how good he may be. Uh, but he's definitely going to miss some time this year, and he's definitely going to be on, you know, on the ground a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm also too. I, also too, I think every every person this year should just boycott Riley Cooper. I mean, just out the <laughs> Is door. Is he still like, in the league? I don't, I don't know, but I mean, maybe anymore. So. Okay. Okay. But just Mission like making a statement where where no one no one picks up this guy ever again. I mean, you I, I, don't, I don't think the NFL teams have. But, uh, yeah, I would say probably this is the year you don't want to pick him up. Oh, uh, yeah. What, what am I saying? Short round just got back to me. He retired in 2017. Wait, short round's alive? <laughs> he is. You know what's funny is his family got struck with corona a little bit, but he never caught it. So he's back with us, fully geared, right next to me. You doing good? Cool. Yep. So, oh, he's yeah. in L.A. Okay. I just, yeah, he's, we, we gave him the spare bedroom. Okay. That made sense. Uh, Sick. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he blocked my number. Uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I want water. No. All right, this is the moment everyone has come to this podcast for, and is the infamous pop not soda fantasy football hot takes. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, you can tell Brett works in radio now. Um, <laughs> we have had some some super hot takes and some ice cold ones, uh, and I'm just gonna kick it off with Mr. Hot Take himself, Brian Owens. What do you got? Yeah. So if you remember my, uh, my hot take from last year, is that Baker Mayfield was going to finish uh, number one in fantasy points. Obviously came to fruition. Took him in every single one of them. No, I'm just fucking around. I didn't touch the guy. Uh, but yeah, that was a freezing cold take from last year. And we'll see what happens this year. So my, uh, my hot take, Juju Smith-Schuster finishes as a top three wide receiver. Wow. I think if you were to look back a calendar year, uh, look at where he was in the rankings, right? Uh, This year, I mean, and last year, right? Ben's out. He was like hurdle year. Uh, I'm basically just saying this because I took him on like two of my teams and he didn't produce for me. Uh, but this year he's healthy. Ben's back. Ben's lost like a ton of weight. He looks pretty good. Uh, you know, so you would hope that the production gets there. And I think in a, you know, in a PPR league, uh, with really nobody else, uh, to compete with on that team for, uh, for catches, I think, uh, yeah, Juju Smith Schuster finishes top three. Nice. Nice. Brett, what do you got? Hot take for me, I think uh, first state to shut down 
football games is either going to be Florida or Arizona. Just, just leaving it at that. I think, you know, what we were talking about earlier with, I, I'm definitely looking at how States are handling this whole thing. Uh, and I mean, there are so many different and everything avoiding players from Florida and Arizona, because I think those will be the first two States that they're like, we're not going to have games here for at least a week or two. So, so desert and humid hot take there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I think, I mean, what's crazy is, I mean, Florida's got three teams. So it's quite a chunk if, uh, isn't it? I do. Yes. No, he's right. Tampa Bay, Johnsonville, and Miami. Jacksonville. How yeah. could I forget about Jacksonville? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think those are the two states that come Dan's about four or five weeks into this, or Brian's over under. I think that's where it's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is not going to happen here for the next couple of weeks. All right. All right. Uh, this is, I guess it's kind of a hot take. Uh, I don't think Drew Brees finishes in the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks this year. Really? Yep. Okay. I think this is, I think this is going to be the year that shows his decline. He still has a lot of talent. That offense is great, but I just don't see them putting up the touchdowns and the yards that they have. I just don't think he's going to do it. Um, I also don't know if he'll stay healthy throughout the year. Mentally or physically? Both. Okay. Um, but there are a couple quarterbacks still there that could, uh, you know, take a lot of time from him in case he, something does happen. And I, I think it will. And I don't think he'll finish in the top 10. That's my hot take. Wow. That's a steaming one. Yeah. We'll see. You know, usually I'm, I'm talking about the successes of players this, this year. With, the beginning the of the theme, end for a good with old With the theme of 2020. <laughs> right. It's all about how much worse it can get. All right, boys. It has been fun. It's good to see both of you. Uh, much yeah. less uh, Brett than Brian. Thanks for the uh, invite, guys. I appreciate this. To everyone listening, watching, maybe we'll come back with some, some more content throughout the fall. Really depends on how alive the three of us are um, and how this year keeps throwing if we actually get anything that's fun with pop culture i know there's a handful of things but really not to the point where a weekly sits pack is the most important thing but stay tuned keep refreshing our website our facebook page you know forward slash pop not sort of official check us out itunes uh apple Podcasts. i'm sorry it's been a long time since i've done this spotify podcasts are we still on all of them? MySpace, don't, all. don't forget our MySpace. <laughs> yeah, our friendster, popnotsoda.podbean.com and, and our Instagram and Twitter at pop underscore not soda. Our Patreon, we'll throw some dick pics on there. Yeah, there we are. Forward slash pop Dan has an official. Dan cor- has an OnlyFans. Short round was supposed to get the OnlyFans. Oh, he does actually. He's okay. been thriving off of that. Lately. I bet. I bet yeah. that's the that's how he can afford to live in LA. The noises that come from our spare room, though, you don't even want to know about it. I feel bad for the cats. Yep. All right. <laughs> the future is uncertain, but what I do know is that my hot take will be right. And until next time, as Brad says, we will see you all on the flip side.